Let us turn now to the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 13, verses 1 through 9 and 18 through 23. Jesus opens and closes this parable saying, listen, so let us hear the word of God. Again, Jesus began to teach beside the sea. Such a very large crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat on the sea and sat there while the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. Jesus began to teach them many things in parables, and in his teaching he said to them, Listen, a sower went out to sow, And as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on the rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. Other seed fell into good soil and brought forth grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. And he said, Let anyone with ears to hear Listen. And then Jesus said to them, Do you not understand this parable? Then how will you understand all parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones on the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them, those on the path. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground. When they hear the word, they immediately receive it with joy. But they have no root and endure only for a while. Then when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are those sown among the thorns. These are the ones who hear the word, but the cares of the world, the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things come in and choke the word, and it yields nothing. And these are the ones sown on the good soil. They hear the word and accept it and bear fruit, Thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As with all the parables, Jesus speaks about God, about the human condition, and about growing as faithful disciples in the word of God. He speaks through images and practices well known to his listeners, 
ones which can seem foreign to us, but yet invite us to deeper levels of understanding. So let's go there together. In Jesus' time, in the practice of first-century agriculture, the sower threw out the seed across an area hoping to grow a harvest. The farmer did not discriminate, but threw out the seed expansively, hoping for a good proportion of it to fall on ground upon which it would thrive. Contrary to 21st century practice, the soil was not analyzed in advance. The farmer plowed the land after throwing out the seed, not before. Thus, the seed was planted even more deeply after plowing. What resulted? A yield of seven and a half fold was considered an average harvest then. Tenfold was good. Tenfold is ten pounds of wheat harvested for every pound planted. But this parable of Jesus tells us 30-fold. That's over the top. Then it tells us 60-fold. That's beyond amazing. And then a harvest-bearing fruit, a hundred-fold occurred, and that was miraculous. We put out the word to all the apartment buildings and housing projects. The seed was sown. Summer in the city, we called our no-cost program, housed in the old building of an inner-city church of our presbytery in Minneapolis. Free lunch would be served through the city's summer feeding program. Free field trips and games, Bible stories and singing of Christian folk songs and camp songs and art projects, community building amongst a diverse population, and government-funded CETA workers, teenagers, who would help us with the children, and they, as youth, would be grown through a first employment experience. So many kids came, we were bowled over by the need. We sought to build up the good soil with all sorts of nutrients. And yet, in the middle of an art project saying she messed up again and needed another sheet of paper, little Darla yelled, White bee at me after I had sought to affirm her. And she ran away. A trip to the zoo included a panicked search for a young boy who entered the dark bat cave with his chaperoned smaller group, and he didn't come out the other side. We later found him wandering in the parking lot, and a trip to a lake engendered a terrified search when the bus upon returning was discovered to be one boy short. He was in the bathhouse. 
a trip to a planetarium, you would have thought we would have learned our lesson about dark places. You know, we almost aborted that trip when a teen worker set off Mace at the back of the bus. On the return trip to that planetarium, the most difficult child in the whole program fell asleep on the shoulder of that same teen. And on the last day of camp, hugs between people across the age spectrum, people brown and black and white. Hugs were shared and friendships across boundaries had been made. Choking thorns from the world, choking thorns in us, in others, they did not have the last word. God's soil was tilled. The harvest grew. The realm of God, the hundredfold harvest, was making itself known. What is the world hungry for us, for Westminster, to do? How do we love differently? How shall we be Christ's people of reconciliation, responding to the world's deep hungers by sowing seed expansively and plowing up good soil? One of you wrote at a recent visioning meeting, God is hungry for us to spread love like rainwater. Now that's a biblical image. Last week, Westminster became a shelter house, God's house for about 35 immigrant and refugee youth from Nations Ministry. As they learned skills like cooking and auto mechanics and woodworking, led by our Westminster folks. Seeds were sown and harvested. Kids who mostly looked down and spoke softly began looking up and speaking up as they grew in trust of their skills of each other, of the Westminster folks, and together seeds were sown with our divine sower. Joy abounded as everyone, youth and adults in this new community coming together from all different zip codes became part of the hundredfold yield of God. Why do we sow seed? Because someone sowed and cultivated us. It's God's virtuous cycle. Sow the seed of God's mercy and grace in Jesus Christ. Share the vision 
where God's shelter house includes everyone without exceptions. God's shelter house where all find belonging, all are fed, all are safe, and the dignity of each is respected. And God's covenant of love is our living word, our promise, our strength, our hope. Yet what of the hard ground, the rocky soil, the choking thorns? What conditions of good soil were lacking for the young men hiding on our patio next to our bedroom windows in the 2 a.m. darkness last Tuesday. Jim and I were jolted awake by the shouted command, put your hands up. We heard the barking of dogs. We saw through our blinds the glow of flashlights moving about. Later we were told, and we even found one of them, ourselves last night, that there were guns involved. The sower sows the seed. It roots and grows in good soil. But what if the soil is deprived of the things that make for a future with hope? Stolen cars, youth with stolen guns, It seems and is scary, but no one was shot. And as a Christian, I have to lean into the hope that God isn't done yet with these young people, or with me, or with our world. So I can't give up either, or give in to fear or condemnation. What happens when God sends us out to sow the seed of the gospel and build up the soil to share with Jesus in the inbreaking of the realm of God? What happens? We develop special congregational care teams like one we have now that is surrounding an older member going through a time of great need. What happens? We bring meals to new baby families and to members recovering from surgeries and health issues. We show up in boats when Nashville floods. And it makes such an impact on a woman and her cat who are rescued that she joins this church of seed sowers and ground tillers so that she too may become part of God's hundredfold harvest. What happens? Those flood relief efforts are then transformed into the mission of Westminster Home Connection, providing home modifications so low-income seniors may safely remain in their homes. What happens 
We share with Jesus in the inbreaking of the realm of God when we surround each other in times of grief. And this happened just last week as a grief support group surrounded one newly and suddenly bereaved. We cup the good soil of each other's lives in our hands in times of anguish. And we await together God's promised growth into the light. What happens when God invites us into tilling the soil of grace? We hear, as some members did, Jesus beckoning us into solidarity, and we head to North Nashville, and our members there followed the lead of Mount Carmel Baptist Church in helping to fix their kitchen and assist with their summer camp for the children of their community. The divine seed sower was joined right here in June through summer music camp as our children learned and sang about being made in the image of God. Our youth sowed God's good seed on their recent mission trip to New Mexico, and the good soil of their lives will be watered abundantly in two weeks as they attend another amazing Montreat Youth Conference. And tonight, many of us children and youth and adults will gather to rise against hunger, packing meals for Zimbabwe and Yemen and Sudan and Syria and Turkey. We will sow the seed for God's feeding around the world rising against hunger and rising for God's realm, where none go hungry and all are fed. Just as we are called to be sowers of seed with God and Jesus Christ, we are called to reflect Christ's light, not darkness. We are called to reflect Christ's love, not thorns, to be and share Christ's way, not the fruitless paths of this world, to become Christ's hand and yoke of peace, not rocky ground. Humble sowers, we, all of us, ordinary, broken people with a calling from God, that shapes, redeems, and directs our lives and our church. God's vision for us is being birthed among us as we pray and listen and serve and follow. Blessed with God's good soil to till and tend with care, we discover the central purpose of our lives. So let us join together. Let us recommit ourselves to our holy calling, praying that we would grow by the grace of God into the hundredfold yield of Christ. So please turn now in your bulletin. Open it to page 8. 
for Westminster's purpose is at the top of that page, page 8. Let us affirm our mission and purpose, saying now together, we are ordinary people testifying to the extraordinary light found in our Lord Jesus Christ. For it is God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in clay jars so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. In the name of the divine sower, in the power of the one who seeds our lives with good news, and in the joy of the Holy Spirit, thanks be to God for the gift of our mission and purpose. Amen.